The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Grace McKeever from entertainment.ie and Joe O'Shea are with us for our weekly TV and streaming spot which is going to dedicate a bit of time tonight to what you can watch in relation to Queen Elizabeth II in advance of her funeral next Monday. Because Joe, last night I went back on an old 2006 movie Stephen Fears directed which Peter Morgan wrote and I suppose was the basis for what he subsequently did with the Netflix series The Crown, uh, the movie The Queen, which was based around what happened in the week after Princess Diana's death, and which was a reminder that for a brief period, Queen Elizabeth and the British royal family fell out of favour with the British people who took side with the late Diana. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a pretty good movie to watch at the moment as well, because it, it, a lot of what went down around then with the... With the, the, the the news and the coverage and some might say the slight hysteria around the death of, of Diana is in some respects being repeated at the moment as we watch it and as we can't help but watch it because I turned on the TV news app. I've eight news channels and my service provider, seven of them were covering and including Al Jazeera and CNN were covering live Edinburgh St. Giles Cathedral. So if you're, uh, if you're scrolling down through your news channels today, pretty much all you're going to see is coverage of the Queen's death. It's the same on the main terrestrial broadcasters. Of course, the BBC and ITV have absolutely wall-to-wall coverage. That is going to slacken off a bit uh, over the next couple of days. BBC BBC One is going to continue on pretty much during the day, at least a lot of coverage of of the Queen's death. But... um, BBC Two is kind of going back to normal, and both the BBC and ITV are putting on big budget dramas tonight at 9 p.m. So, you know, there will be a slight break, uh, as we know, it's a week to go to the funeral. There will be a slight break tonight, and there will be, for instance, EastEnders will be on, uh, and, you know, you will actually get some break from this over the coming nights, but before we go back then into the big run up to the actual funeral. I suppose, Grace McKeever, the, the British broadcasters, particularly the BBC, are under pressure to deliver the content as demanded of them in relation to the royal family, while also knowing that people who aren't interested will just simply go off and watch other things that are streaming, not like the way it used to be in previous decades. Absolutely. And um, even the coverage, you know, it's quite um, soft. It's quite favourable of the Queen. And if you take a look at Twitter, I don't know if you have, but it's absolutely atrocious. People are, you know, very anti-Queen on Irish Twitter as far as I can see. So they're but definitely... that's just Twitter though, Grace, isn't it? I'm, well, I mean... I think Twitter is where people go to complain and give out about things. 100%. I think people are extreme on Twitter. I think, you know, people are really saying stuff that they can't take back, you know, quite disgusting things. And I think that's one side of it, one extreme. Uh, But certainly those will be the people not very interested in what's going on on the BBC over the next few days. No, but Joe, you wanted to come in there. Yeah, I think uh, the last time I have to check, but I think there, there's only something like 11% or 15% of Irish people are actually on Twitter. And of them, you know, maybe 8% are very active. So it's, it, Twitter is obviously, you know, the media loves focusing on it because it's a, it's a straight plug into what are people really thinking. But it's, it's often easy to get too far, uh, very much carried away with what's going on. What's interesting to me is the 
But sorry, sorry, Joe, Joe, just on that point, though, it is interesting, though, that a lot of people in the UK are finding it very difficult to express any anti-monarchist views. In fact, we even have people in Scotland arrested for having placards expressing their democratic right to say we actually don't believe there should be hereditary monarchy, that, you know, the republic might be what these people want. Yeah, well, uh, I was just about to make that point, because this is fascinating, because of the wall-to-wall cameras everywhere, 24-hour coverage, it's picking up these little moments as well. There was a, uh, a young man, a 22-year-old, was arrested uh, at the, Queen, the procession of the Queen to St. Giles Cathedral today with her, her sons walking behind because he started heckling Prince Andrew and was man, like manhandled is not the word for it. Some uh, other people in the crowd grabbed him from behind and threw him to the ground. The police had to jump in and, and move him off. All of this was broadcast live on TV and everybody and around them as well, people were filming it on their phones. We've seen people arrested live on TV for holding up signs saying, not my king. Uh, there was a man arrested in Oxford for doing that and he was de-arrested today as well. So one of the unexpected kind of like uh, sides of both social media coverage, you know, people just with their phones, you know, on Facebook, on Twitter, or whatever, and cameras everywhere, is that it is picking up this sort of dissent, which it would have been 10 years ago, you wouldn't have seen it all because it just wouldn't have been recorded. Okay. Um, we're going to have enormous coverage on British television of the funeral. I don't know if RT is planning to do live coverage of the funeral next Monday or any of the Irish stations. Grace, we asked you to have a look and see were there things that you might watch or recommend that people might want to watch if they were interested in the British royal family. You didn't go for documentaries. You've gone more for drama. And I have I have one documentary here. So I have a sort All of right. sliding scale of your interest, your kind of hardcore interest or not. So I have Elizabeth, the Unseen Queen. Now, this, has, this is a 2022 home movie documentary. So it actually has previously unseen footage. There's about 400 clips that have never before been seen until 2022, taken by members of the royal family. There's things like her engagement at Balmoral and behind the scenes footage of her first tour abroad with her family. So that is uh, quite interesting, quite current as well and recent, came out in 2022. That is available on Amazon. And then I have something a bit more crack. Uh, It's A Royal Night Out. So this is a romantic comedy drama film um, and it features the Queen and her sister, Princess Margaret, when they were younger, celebrating uh, Victory Day in Europe. And they're excited to go out and drink martinis and have a dance. So they head out incognito, they ditch their escorts and they actually get split up and it's something of a Cinderella story since both of the ladies have to be back at Buckingham Palace by 1am, not 12 since their dad wants All them right. to give reviews of her speech. And you have one absolutely bizarre choice I think for the family film. This is based around Trump's visit <laughs> to Buckingham Palace a couple of years ago. This is the family film, The Queen's Corgi. Yes, so The Queen's Corgi is something of a work of art uh, it's on Apple TV. It's had a $20 million budget and it is an animation. So we meet the Queen's favourite corgi, Rex, who is a very pampered pooch, as you can imagine. And when Rex is due to be set up with one of Donald and Melania Trump's pups, <laughs> Mitzi, he is not happy, as you might understand. And he retaliates by biting the President of the United States. Sorry, are you saying 20 million quid was spent to making this? Absolutely. Now, <laughs> not sure how it was received critically, but it is is great watching. So he gets embarrassed. He is um, thrown out of the palace by one of his fellow corgis and he has to make his way home. The Queen thinks he's dead and it's 
it is go crack, do you know. So as I say, a sliding scale for, for your interest. Joe, what are your royal recommendations? Uh, I don't think I can match the Queen's quality, <laughs> but I'll give it a go. Um, Channel 4 has act on Channel 4 on demand for the, which is a great, great uh, free site and Irish people can access it. Um, it's got seven docs uh, about the royals under a banner on their homepage called Remembering the Queen. Now, most of these are fairly soft focus. Wasn't she great? Aren't they wonderful? But there are there are a couple of uh, gems in there. If you're kind of you know if you're not completely sold on the royals, one's called the Real Windsors, which is a three part series, uh, which is very recently made actually, which is also very timely because it it was made towards like in the last twelve months or so towards the end of, as we now know of her reign, and it was the inside story of the family as they are now, uh, including Meghan and Harry, and also asking what's next, as in what happens with Charles, what happens after Charles. So I think remembering the Queen on Channel 4 OD, I think that would be a good place to start because it's got a bit of meat on the bone there. Uh, There's also a three-part series called Royals Declassified, which is a series of documentaries looking at the kind of the strange espionage and spy stories that went on in and around the Queen uh, during her reign, including at one stage one of the most famous uh, turncoat spies that went from the UK to um, to Moscow was uh, very much involved in the Royal Art Collection as well. So there's some good, good, interesting stories in there. And again, it's a bit different. And finally, Apple TV have the Mountbatten's A Scandalous Marriage. Now, uh, Lord Louis Mountbatten, of course, famously match made the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh. So he almost kind of pushed them together. It was his big plan. Uh, so this is a look at the kind of, as it says, the scandalous marriage of the Mountbattens. Uh, they kind of had an open marriage and were famous for having affairs all over the place. So I think there's good, three good docs just that with there. Okay, I would recommend people go back to The Crown on Netflix, which yeah. is a terrifically, lavishly produced drama series, uh, which there were, might be some complaints about historical accuracy, but you can go and check out the history of various things. But it is a good drama and it doesn't paint them always necessarily in the favourable light that much of the coverage at present, it's almost as if a saint has died rather than a human. But anyway, uh, let's go to other picks of the week. Anyway, what are you suggesting for us, please, Grace? So I am suggesting No Worries If Not, the new Irish sketch show on RTE on Thursdays. It's at 10.35. It's got Michael Fry, Justine Stafford, Emma Doran, Killian Sunderman and Sean Burke. And these are all young Irish comedians. They're absolutely gas and they're very relatable with their skits about things like the SESH report, which is a news segment including interviews with the Minister for the SESH, a roving reporter known as the Session Correspondent. And they remark on things that happen at a house party, like peace talk between an arguing couple in quote, Jer's bedroom. Does this work as a TV show? Because some of those people you mentioned do brilliant sketches which come up on social media, on Twitter and Instagram and are really good fun if you come across for between 30 seconds, two minutes. But when you start stringing them together as a TV show, does it work as well? I think it still works. I think brevity is definitely in their favour. You know, there are some places where they do, you know, part one and part two. I'm not sure how much um, it's really valuable to them to do a sort of follow on like that. I definitely think brevity is in their favour. Like you have Killian Sunderman, he gets into nature, nature and he's investigating whether or not Bramble is considered a hedge. And he says many experts in the field have a hedge litmus test, which is ask yourself, if you walk through it, will you still have your jacket on afterwards? Joe, what are you picking? 
Uh, very simple for me, Matt, and a very obvious one. Great British Bake Off is back on Tuesday tomorrow at 8 p.m. on Channel 4. And uh, it's, you know, it's <laughs> in the times that we live in with everything that's going on, I think Bake Off is probably more important as a sort of te- televisual volume than it's ever been, you know. So I'm kind of looking forward to it, kind of trying to switch off and, and just get kind of wrapped up in Bake Off as the night's draw in. And it's an old favourite and a family favourite as well. Grace, there's one other one I want to ask you about, which I think you're a fan of. Married at First Sight UK. Absolutely. I love this one. So, I mean, it's a, it does what it says on the tin. It's these people, these single people getting married at first sight. They meet at the altar, literally, and they do have family and friends side by side. And I'm not sure it's really, you know, a legal ceremony. But anyway, um, it has all the kind of pantomime of it. Um, and this year's Married at First Sight UK is absolutely mad. You already have couples that are just pure Marmite, which is the best, you know, when they're total chalk and cheese. You have one woman, Whitney, who she, she's taken the mick out of her husband, while he's saying the vows and she's just met him and in front of his whole family so um, there's another fella he's getting married to somebody else and he says to him I wanted tall, dark and handsome not hate from the steps so very light-hearted and a bit of crack and I do love it Grace McKeever from entertainment.ie and Joe O'Shea thank you both for being with us The Last Word with Matt Cooper Weekdays from 4.30 Today